oh, I've been waiting for this day to come. Uh, I've been waiting for a long time, uh, and preparing and um, really just readying my heart to take a journey through the Apostle of Romans together. Partly because I know that John Piper, right, uh, the pastor for, uh, from the site, like, uh, Desiring God, he took eight years to go through Romans, okay? No, I'm not going through, through Romans in eight years. Okay? Uh, but at the same time, I, want, I don't want to spend like only like eight weeks on this either. Okay? I want to spend a good time um, tackling this, this, uh, this epistle together. We, we did some big books okay, at the beginning of school year because that's when, when our brains really work. So, it's not all there. Okay? I try to keep it simple, but this time, okay, when, when your brains are still working okay, or, or, or starting to work again, okay, is, is when we uh, try to do, when I have tried to do some more difficult ones. So, in the past, we did Revelation. So, okay? um, and then we did, uh, what was it, Hebrews last year, right? That was big. And now, Romans, okay? Because um, I believe that Romans is probably the most important, one of the most important books you'll read in the Bible. Uh, in fact, it has been one of the most important books in history of Christianity. For one thing, the, the Bible that you hold in your hand is all thanks to Romans, right? Through a person named Martin Luther and so on. Now it is a daunting task. Okay, it is a daunting task. It's to compare it. It will be like climbing Mount Everest. Okay, I've never done it myself, but you know, um, that's I, that's kind of the idea I get when I when I think about going through Romans. Okay, 여기 저기서 로마서에서 여기 저기서 pick and choose 해서 나눈 적은 있어요. That's okay, but through the whole book as a whole with one theme, that's a daunting task, right? And, and before this, it was, it felt like it was too difficult to try. 아마 여기서 지금 로마서를 되게 Bible study처럼 한다고 했으면은 글쎄 얼마나 멀리 갔을지 우리 친구들도. Right? You might, you might have chosen like a little book, like oh maybe I'll just study the book of James, right? Five chapters. Okay, I can do that. Romans, ah, dream, right? But okay, but I'm not alone in this, and you're not alone in this. And I feel that now you guys are ready for Romans. Except for Revelations, that was, that was huge. But uh, It's going to be difficult, but it will be worth it. I believe that these next few months through the Romans will be one of the most valuable, beneficial, and transformative period to your faith. 가장 어떻게 보면 믿음에 가장 큰 영향을 줄수 있는 그런 몇 달일 것 같아요. Because that's what the Romans uh, will do to you. Because no other book in the Bible, I believe, deals with the subject of the gospel better than Romans. 복음이 무엇인지 근본적으로 가르치는 거는 어, 로마서가 제일 잘하는 것 같아요. So that's why I wanted you guys to take this out, okay? Because coincidentally, 매일 성경도 로마서예요. I did not plan this, okay? 어저께 묵상한 친구들은 오늘 구절 읽었을 거예요. I believe so. 제가 우리 수련회까지 갔다 왔는데 매일 성경 매일매일 빠지지 않고 잘할 거라고 
믿어요. If you didn't, then you know, take notes today, okay? Um, and I want you guys to keep this 매일 성경 handy throughout this journey, okay? Throughout this, this series, because, um, you know, we're going to keep coming back. And, and you know, you're going you're gonna to be going through this ahead of time, okay? 미리 다 읽고 묵상할 거. And then now, as we go through it together, right? I want you guys to go back, you know, look at what notes you took, and then, you know, add some more, right? 그때 가졌던 생각이 고쳐질 수도 있고, 새로 될 수도 있고, right? 또 다른 은혜를 줄 수도 있고. Right? 그래서 9월, 10월이지만, you know, 1월, 2월 돼도, right? Just keep it with you, right? Keep bringing this with you along with the Bible. So again, why Romans? Okay, 왜 로마서를 시작했냐? So that we can get a proper sense of the gospel. Okay, 복음이 무엇인지 다시 좀잘 알아야 될것 같아요. Um, you know, gospel is used nonchalantly, like meaning too casually these days. 우리가 복음, 복음 이런 얘기를 하는데 Do you really know what it means? Why is it a good news? Right, I don't think people know the meaning of the gospel fully when they use it. So my question is, do you know the gospel? 복음이 무엇인지 아시나요? What is the gospel? Well, I'll give you a couple of definitions, okay? Um, 주보에 보면은 이제 이거 써 있는 건데 I, I'm gonna borrow one from Tim Keller. Yeah, this is what he says. The gospel is the declaration that Jesus is a promised king, the risen and powerful son of God, who now invites us in to enjoy the blessing, uh, blessings of his rule. Okay? That's the gospel. Key 단어들이 여기 빨간색으로 써요. Just look at that, right? The gospel is a declaration. Here's another one from a very famous pastor named John Stott. Okay? Um, he he somewhere is that using preposition. Okay, uh, preposition that you can there. The good news is the gospel of God about Jesus, according to Scripture, for the nations, unto the obedience of faith, and for the sake of the name, right? The name Jesus Christ. 이런 식으로 했어요. So if I ask you what is the gospel, then you should memorize this, right? No, I thought it would be pretty difficult. So I, I, I brought something more simple. Okay, 거기 보면 G-O-S-P-E-L 이렇게 써놨어요. Okay, um, I want to summarize the gospel this way. Okay, uh, good news of Jesus Christ, Son of God, who is perfect, eternal, who is Lord. Okay, 그 단어에 there's a lot of implications in that. He's perfect, meaning he's not lacking anything. Right, he's complete. He's um, you know, more than we can imagine. He's eternal, as in, he has no beginning, he has no end. He always existed, and he always will rule. And he is Lord. He is our master. And this is done by a very famous pastor named David Hall. <laughs> yeah, I figured, what would be the best way for you guys to remember this? Okay. Um, and this is the message that Apostle Paul wants to deliver to the believers at Rome. Right? This good news of Jesus Christ. So today, I want to give you an introduction to Romans, okay? And dive deeper into what the gospel is during the next week's sermon, okay? This is going to be a setting up the stage for that. So let's begin with who is Paul, right? Who is the author? Right, we have Paul joining us today. Um, it's a great name, right? Um, it, it's, it's a very powerful name. But at the same time, it's a very humble name, as we will see together. Okay, Paul is the Latin name of a Jewish man named Saul. Okay, Paulin, 
사울이라는 사람의 다른 이름이에요. The common misconception is that he was Saul, and after he converted, right after he believed in Jesus, he became Paul. Okay, 그렇게 말하는 사람도 있어요. But that's not the that's not the case. Okay, he has two names. The Jews during these time uh, had two names. They had Jewish names and they had Latin names or Greek names. Kind of like my name is Taiwan, but my other name is David. Right? Just easier for others. Now Saul was a Pharisee. 바리새인이었어요. In fact, a Pharisee of Pharisees. Okay, 이만한 사람이 없었어요. And we talked about Pharisees, right? They they keep the law to dot. 십일조도 아주 철저하게 했던 사람들이 그렇죠? We talked about how if they got like a, a bag of sesame seed, for example, 깨를 이제 참깨를 이만큼 한한 주머니 어느 권사님께서 받았으면은 집에 가서 일일이 세는 거야, 십분의 일을. Okay? 세 가지고. 일일이 몇십 개, 몇백 개를 다 이렇게 이거는 하나님의 것, 11조, and this is mine, right? Oh, they were very strict. And he was a Jew, okay, from the tribe of Benjamin, okay, 베냐민 족속에서 나왔는데, um, hence his name Saul is after the first king of Israel, who is also from the tribe of Benjamin, Saul. So 왕같이 그그첫 왕같이 되라고 해서 사울이라고 이름을 줬을 수도 있어요. But he also he held a dual citizenship. Okay? He was Jewish and a Roman. Well, kind of like us, right? We were Korean and Canadian. Right? There are benefits to that. Uh, Roman citizenship, especially by birth, was highly respected. Kind of like how Canadian passport is like one of the best passports to have, right? Everyone kind of like, you know, that's why we have black markets and they want this passport because we can go to most countries. US, not so much anymore. Okay, uh, I won't go further into that. But here's the thing, right? For example, there was this centurion who bought a citizenship, right? Who bought a Roman citizenship because you can't buy it. Um, who paid high respect to Paul because he got it by birth. 태어나서 얻은 거랑 사서 얻은 거랑 이것도 차이있었어요 That's why you, when, when later on, when they beat up Paul for preaching the gospel and later find out that he's a Roman citizen, they get scared. Also, he was trained under one of the most noted rabbis in history, okay, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi um, uh, Gamaliel, okay, where he learned classical literature, philosophy, and ethics on top of scripture. And he was really well trained. Okay? Um, you could think of him as an elite. Okay? And he was very zealous for God, jealous and zealous. 하나님을 위한 열정이 대단했던 사람이에요. And that's why he persecuted the church with the zeal, for he considered it blasphemy. Right? 예수님에 대해서, okay? 예수님과 그를 따르는 모든 사람들에서 이거는 하나님에 대한 모욕이다라고 생각해서 생각했기 때문에 모든 교회들이 이렇게 어, 핍박하고 다녔던 거예요. And that's why when they take Stephen, right? Stephen is it? Stephen, the Jipsa, right? When they took Stephen and 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 stoned him to death. Right, Paul was or Saul was there as one of those who approved it. But what happened to this guy? Well, he was on the way to to persecute more churches. Right? He was on the road to Damascus, and Jesus came to him. Right? He met a vision of the resurrected Jesus. Right, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And then he's like, and there's thundering sound, and these people around him, they're they're you know trembling in fear. And he's like. Who are you, right? And then I am Jesus, who you persecute. And because of that incident, Saul goes blind for three days, right? And he has to be led everywhere. And then, 
And then, and then God sends Ananias of Damascus to go pray for Paul, right, who was a Christian. And you know, it's understandable that he was neglected at first. Like, Hanani, do you really want me to pray for that guy? Because he's been going around persecuting churches. Stephen died because of him. Do you really want me to go and pray for him? God says, go, because I have set apart him for a different purpose, right? for a specific purpose. So he goes and prays for Paul, right? And, and something like scales come out of his eyes, and he can see again. And then he spends time um, you know, going through scripture again by himself in this light of new revelation, right? That Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and that he spends time with the, the, the disciples of Christ, right? The 12 apostles, well, minus one, right? And then later on, uh, he also becomes an apostle, okay? I'll explain what that means later. So since then, God has set him apart for delivering the gospels to the Gentiles. Pedro나 이런 사람들은 유대인들에게 가서 복음을 다시 전했고 바울은 헬라인들, 이방인들에 가서 복음을 전하게 된 거야. So Paul goes around planting churches, declaring the gospel, debates with idol worshippers, gets thrown into jail, gets beat up, and even even you know stoned to death almost, but he he lives right, and all of this for. Jesus, whom he tried to persecute through the church. And this Paul, in the opening, letter, uh, opening of this letter, introduces himself as follows. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Servant and an apostle. They're very different words here. Servant, okay? Um, the Greek word is doulos, and literally it means slave. Okay? We're servants of Christ. Right? But really, you guys are slaves. As slaves, what do you Because if you think of a servant, if, it kind of feels like you're hired and then you, know, you could choose to quit any time, kind of thing, right? You can do what you want, right? There's this kind of leniency. Slave is what? Especially during this, con- uh, during this time. Is, is property of the master. 주인이 원하는 대로 할수 있는 게 종이에요. 죽이고 싶으면 죽여도 돼. 데려가고 싶으면 데려가야 돼. 내가 결혼하고 싶으면 결혼해야 돼. 내 마음대로요. Right? Meaning, it's, it's a title of great humility. He has been purchased and belonged to Christ. That's what he's saying. Paul now belongs to Christ. He doesn't do anything on his own accord. 내 마음대로 하는 게 아니고 예수님의 말씀대로, 예수님 명령대로 하는 거야 이제. And now he's also an apostle. Okay, apostle means sent out, 보내졌다는 거예요. Right, that's why he can be called an apostle. Right, Jesus sent the twelve disciples, and and now he's sending out Paul to the Gentiles. 이방인들을 보내기 he's also an apostle. Apostles were those who were directly and personally commissioned by Jesus. That's why they were special. Right, 예수님께서 직접 보내신 사람들이에요. 열두 제자들, right, they were with Jesus. Paul, he was not, but then Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, comes and commissions him. It is a title of great authority. It means to be appointed by Jesus. So he's, at the same time, he has great humility and he has great authority. And as John Stott puts it, as an apostle, it was Paul's responsibility to receive, formulate, defend, maintain and proclaim the gospel and so combine the roles of trustee, advocate and herald. 이 모든 거를 담당한 사람이었어요. 
복음을 받고 이거에 대해서 다시 공부하고 소화하고 전달하고 지키고 That was Paul. You have a great name. And now he is writing a letter to the believers in Rome. You may have heard the phrase all roads lead to Rome. Have you guys heard this before? 들어본 적 있어요? 모든 길은 로마로 통한다. Right? Rome was the center of the Roman Empire. And all the empire's roads radiated from the capital city, Rome. Roma에서 어디든 갈수 있어. So literally, there all roads led to Rome. Right? So famous was Rome that many of the English idioms contain Rome. For example, right, the one that we just said, right, all roads lead to Rome, which means there are many different ways of reaching the same goal or conclusion. Right? Or there's Rome was not built in a day. Right, which means which means a complex task is bound to take a long time and should not be rushed. Okay. And lastly, but not least probably, when in Rome, right? When in Rome, do as Romans do. Right? This is used when uh, when you're abroad or in an unfamiliar environment, you should adopt the customs or behavior of those around you. When in Rome, kind of thing. Stephen Neal, a Scottish missionary and bishop, describes Rome as follows. Okay, she was the eternal city which had given them peace, the fount of law, the center of civilization, the mecca of poets and orators and artists. Right? When I, when I hear these, when I imagine Rome, I can kind of think of it as New York City. New York City, Hollywood, you think of it. But at the same time, he called it a home of every kind of idolatrous worship. 모든 우상 숭배가 있었고 동시에 매우 악한 곳이었어요. Right? We imagine like New York City or Hollywood, and we imagine this like glamorous, like bright city, right? 뭔가 멋있고 세련되고, but at the same time, there's a lot of crime, darkness in that city, right? Kang Mok San, who recently went to New York, told us that you know in every street there's a police. Okay. NYPD is waiting at every street because they don't know what might happen, right? And then you've seen those, you know, you heard the stories of uh, uh, New York rats, right? Right? And, I know, okay? And that's kind of like Rome too. This very beautiful, glamorous city with, you know, like bathhouses and all this, but at the same time, it's very crowded, very smelly and dirty city. And at this time, when Paul wrote the letter, Oh, sorry, I can pass this. Nero was its emperor. You guys know Emperor Nero? Right? You, you probably heard of this, right, Nero? Uh, let me just read a little bit about him, okay? The em- Emperor Nero had come to the throne in October, 50, uh, October uh, 54 AD when his mother, okay, listen carefully here, assassinated his stepfather, the Emperor Claudius. She had heard rumors that Claudius was about to disinherit Nero in favor of his son from a previous marriage, so she persuaded court officials to poison him before he could. So, okay, do you get this, okay? In order to get her son Nero to come to the throne, she killed her husband. Okay? Messed up already, okay? And nothing must stand in the way of her 16-year-old son's aspiration to the throne. Okay, who's 16-year-old here, okay? Right. Um, Nero quickly followed his mother's example and made murder the hallmark, hallmark of his insecure reign. Only weeks after becoming the most powerful ruler in the world, he consolidated his position by poisoning his stepbrother. In the years that followed, 
he murdered his mother. Okay? Okay? This is after Paul wrote to Romans. Okay? He murdered his mother, two of his wives, and any nobleman who posed a threat. The Roman historian uh, Suetonius tells us that Nero, okay, quote, showed neither discrimination nor moderation in putting to death whoever he pleased on any pretext, whatever. With the advancement of psychology, I think this guy was a psychopath. Okay? Um, in fact, you may have heard the, 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 the great fire of Rome, right? The rumor is that, uh, and probably you know, the most plausible is that um, there was this great fire in Rome that burned like a huge part of Roman city, right? And it burned for six days, and that Nero was the one who started the fire, or one who ordered the fire. And because of this, you know, you know people were going to accuse him, right? Hey, have you heard that the, the, the emperor was the one who started the fire, right? Like, the accusation was coming, and now he wanted to shift the blame to the Christians, okay? And because of that, since Nero's time, like 64 AD, that's when um, the Christian persecution, like the great Christian persecution started. But this was done by the Roman state. And because of that, we have a famous uh, a CD burning Application, you guys probably don't know what CD burning is, but um, called Nero burning Rom. Okay, <laughs> that's where it's from. Not Nero burning Rome. Nero burning Rom. Okay, now you know. Okay, um, and the believers were under such rule at this time. Now the Church of Rome was not planted by Paul. Pauli, Pauli, get to come to It already began. Okay, uh, but he's still writing a letter to them, for he wants to visit them. Now, in order to understand Romans, okay, you have to know this. Akamana Claudius, right? Emperor Claudius. What happened was uh, he actually exported all the Jews out of Rome. Okay, Aquila and Priscilla, like uh, Paul's um, co-workers, they were in fact, you know, kicked out of Rome, Italy, at first. Okay, and then and then the Gentiles there at Rome started, you know, church. Right? They believed in the gospel and they began church, but they did it in their own way. Jews, right, they also believed in Jesus, right? The Christian Jews, um, they still followed the law, the Mosaic law, right? Circumcision right? And, and, and eating clean food and such. Right? They were away. Uh, church was going on in Rome, and later on, they were able to return back to Rome. And now there were Christians, right? Both Christians, but one was Gentile, one was Jew, and there was conflict, right? The way we worship. Right. Hey, why aren't you guys circumcised when you believe in Christ, right? Is Abraham your father also? Why do you guys eat pork when you're not supposed to, kind of thing? I imagine this kind of like, you know, like, like all of a sudden there's like, you know, uh, KM and EM, right? They were separate, for example, right? We don't have that. And all of a sudden, the, the pastors decided to join them together, and now they don't know how to worship. Do we, do, we, do we pray the Lord's Prayer in English or Korean, right? Uh, which pastor do we choose for preaching, right? What's going on? Right. But this is a church that Paul wants to visit. So here's verse from uh, verse 8 to 12. Okay? This is what he says regarding the believers at Rome. Okay? First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the, earth, all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. 
For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. First, he wants to visit them because he's moved by their faith. Right? I mean, it's, it's an exaggeration, right? The whole world did not hear their faith. But you know, he wants to tell them that it's well known, right? Their reputation is great. I wasn't going to tell you guys this, but I heard a very similar thing during the retreat. Okay? Um, sometimes I ate with you guys, and sometimes I ate with the, the, the pastors, like different pastors to hear them, you know, get to know them. And they were commenting about you guys. I know, they were watching. They were talking about how you guys are cutie, and how it was a good influence on their kids. Their youth group. 어, 되게 큐티를 기피한다는 거예요. 되게 진지하게 하고 기피하려고 하고 그걸 진짜 필요한 거예요. 진짜 묵상을 하려고 하는 거 보고 어, 아이들이 많이 도전이 됐다. 다른 교회들이 그런 걸 들었어요. I was gonna tell you because I thought you know. Oh, oh, oh really? It's so difficult. Okay. 돼 이제 <웃음> 더 잘하라는 거예요. Right? Because what that did was it gave a positive influence. And this is the thing, right? I, I really thank God, like, like Paul, for this. Because um, every time we had joint retreats, other churches relied on our church, right? right? Please have your kids bring good influence on the other kids. I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not up to me, okay? And I think I think that's what happens when we okay when we focus on our faith. 우리가 신실하게 하나님을 믿으려고 하면은 without without you know us us trying to do it, it actually encourages others too. And secondly, okay, Paul wants to impart to them some spiritual gift to strengthen them. Now, don't don't um, don't confuse this. Okay, the only one who can impart spiritual gift is the Holy Spirit. 성령님만이 이런 um, gifting을 줄수 있어요. So what Paul is saying is he wants to use his spiritual gift that he received, right? His gift of preaching and pastoring, and, and to strengthen um, the the Roman believers to not be shaken. Because soon after Paul writes this, right, Nero burns Rome and persecution begins. Right? I'm pretty sure Paul didn't know that, but God was speaking through Paul already. But he wants to visit them, not only for them, but for himself too. Okay? To encourage them, but at the same time, right, as he says, we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. 바울도 격려를 받고 싶었던 거야. He ministers to them, and they minister to him. Okay, Christianity was a very small religion at the time. 작았어요. It's not like the largest religion right now. Okay? It began very small. It began out of one person, Jesus Christ, and his disciples, the 12 disciples, and then it kept growing from there. It was lonely to be a Christian. Meeting together, each with strong faith, would only make each other's faith stronger. In fact, that's what student day worship is supposed to be. 우리가 6일 동안은 세상에서 크리스천으로 살다가 지칠 거예요, 힘들 거예요. And Sunday worship is when we come and say, 너도 힘들었구나. 나도 힘들었어. Let's worship together. Let's encourage one another, right? Let's worship God. Be strengthened again and then go out into the world. 
어떻게 보면은 Sunday is not the last day of the week where you come and say, "Oh, that was hard." Okay? Sunday is actually the first day of the week, right? Where you gain strength and go out, spend it, come back. Now there are a couple of implications for us too. One is that we ought to use whatever spiritual gifts that God gave us to strengthen one another's faith. Yeah, I was encouraged by by you guys, um, uh, your um, skits actually. I was like, I was like, cafe bed. I was like, whoa, okay, what the, okay. Oh, 그런 것도 있었고, you know, super hilarious, right? And, and, and that's when we discover, you know, talents hidden in, in, in like some of you. Hidden talents, right? And I think youth is a great time to discover those talents. Some, you may, you know, discover that you have musical talents, right? You have musical gifts that you can give to others. Um, some artistic talents. Some, you know, through dance. Some through skits, right? And two, okay? We gotta let others build us up. 내가 남들을 encourage하는 것지만 남들이 나에게도 격려할 수 있게 해줘야 되는 거야. Be humble. Don't think that they don't have anything to offer for me. Because each time we meet, we are spending time with those who also strive to live according to the gospel. And they will encourage you. Right, so don't go home without encouraging someone or don't go home without being encouraged by someone. As Tim Keller asks, what difference would it make if you came to church next Sunday consciously seeking to encourage others? Think about that. Now Paul wanted to visit Rome for another purpose, and that is to have a harvest among them. Okay, this is what he says. I have often intended to come to you in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. What he means is he wants to see people at the Roman church receive the word of God and produce fruit 30, 60, 100 times. Right? Just like the parable of the good field. 좋은 밭의 비유처럼 열매를 많이 맺는 걸 보고 싶었어요. And that's what I, what I desire too, right? For you guys to receive the word of God and for that to start growing in you, produce fruit in your hearts and your lives. And at the same time, he wants those outside the Roman church to hear the gospel too. And regarding this, we will talk about evangelism next week. There is, however, one more purpose as to why he wants to come to Rome. Or wherever he goes, and that is because he is indebted to them. Okay, don't, don't mistake that as, as your Paul borrowed money and now he needs to come and you know, pay them back. Okay, this is what he says I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. Not just to the Jews and the Romans or the Gentiles in general, but everyone. That's what he's trying to say. This word here, under obligation, can actually be translated as indebted. Okay? In this sense, I am also indebted to you guys. Okay? Let me explain. There are two ways to be indebted to someone. Okay? One is to you borrow. Like let's say, let, let I borrow $100 from Sanyo Sozengi. Okay? Then I am in debt. Okay? I am in debt. Right? right? And so, let's say, okay? being rich, right? Let's say <laughs> she gives me a hundred dollars to pass on to you guys, okay? And gives me a hundred dollars. So now I have the hundred dollars, which needs to go to you, but I haven't done it yet. I am in debt to you. 
너희들에게 빚어진 거야. 죽이 전까지는. And that's what Paul means here. God gave him the gospel to share to the people at Rome and to the Gentiles, really, everyone, but also, right, to the Greeks and the barbarians and everyone who's not in Rome, too. In other words, in other words, to everyone from least to great, he owes the gospel. 복음을 줘야 되는 거야. Paul owes them the gospel. And that's why he wants to visit them in Rome. And that's why he's sending them this letter. But Paul sending his letter to Rome during this time was like throwing gasoline into a house fire. Not a good thing to do. Okay? That's because uh, Paul uses very specific words in his letter. Okay? Again, okay? this was during the reign of Nero, a very insecure emperor. Right? You just saw, right? Anyone who posed even a slight risk to, to you know, uh, his... Rain, he killed. And Paul was sending this letter. And then the receivers of this letter would have caught this too. Okay? The first word that he uses is actually gospel. Euangelion. Okay? Um, this is where we get the word evangelism from. And where the anime Evangelion comes from. Okay? For those of you who know. And they used it wrongly. Anyway, as Phil Moore puts it, this was a technical word used by the Caesars themselves to proclaim the news that they had fathered an heir or had won a great victory on the battlefield. To be more specific, and I'm borrowing from Tim Keller here, if on a far-flung battlefield, like a far battlefield, an emperor won a great victory which secured his peace and established his authority, he would send heralds, in Greek, angeloi, where we get the word angel, messengers, to declare his victory, peace, and authority. 뉴스를 전하는 거야. 무언가 바뀌었다. 누군가 이겼다. When Obama, right, when Obama became president, there was gospel among the bad people. Right? There is a new president, a new reign, there is going to be peace for us, kind of thing. And the second gospel came when, when Black Panther came out, right? Right? It's called the good news. It's a royal declaration. 선포하는 거예요. 선포. It is about something that has been done. It is not an advice that we take. And it is only given up by a king. So there is a alarm for you know, someone like Nero, right? Paul is bringing a good news from a king into his empire. Alarm number two. Paul uses the word... Uh, Lord. Lord. Now, if you notice, okay, um, in the Old Testament, the Lord in English, right, would be in all capitals. Have you guys noticed that? Sometimes you have both, right? Lord and Lord. Lord, Lord. Okay? Which is really Yahweh Adonai. Okay? Yehovah Chuyah. The word Yehovah, okay, Jehovah, comes from this, this uh, four-letter word, okay, Yahweh. Okay, Yahweh, which is God's holy name, right? Yahweh. But then because it was so holy, people were not supposed to say it. 말하면 안했어. right? Before they were, wrote the word Lord, they had to go and wash themselves and come back and write it. If they ever made a mistake on this, oh, it was sin. Okay? 그래서 Yahweh라는 단어만, Lord만 나올 때마다 긴장했던 거야. 
So imagine having to, you know, copy the Bible and you know, there's, you know, come to a scripture with, you know, I am Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Like the one that, uh, which one was it? Minsugi, I think, or Jirorami. That kept repeating, right? Oh, okay, I gotta go shower again, right? And come back, right? Like three sentences? Okay, right? In the New Testament, you don't see that. You don't see the capital anymore. But it still means the same thing, where they're referring to Yahweh, but at the same time, is using a very familiar word to those in, uh, under Roman, uh, Roman rule, okay? Because Lord is, is kurios, okay? Kurios, and, and this is used very specifically with Caesar, okay? The words Caesar is Lord, okay? Kaiser kurios is a salute to Caesar, showing allegiance to Caesar. Kaiser kurios. It was a declaration of allegiance to Caesar. And now Paul is using that very word on Jesus. Jesus kurios. That's why in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, much later, right? He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, not Kaiser Kurios, but Yesu Kurios, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because that means allegiance to Jesus is a key to salvation. So that's what he's saying. He's saying that Jesus is Lord. He's same as Caesar, higher. And lastly, Paul uses the word Christ. Let me let me uh, very clear here, guys, so that you guys don't make this make this mistake. Okay, Christ is not Jesus's last name. Okay, that's there you go. Jesus Christ. Okay, Christ is not the last name. Christ is the Greek word. Okay, for Messiah. Messiah, which is Hebrew word, you turn it into Greek word, and that's Christ. They both mean the same, and they both mean the anointed one. 기름 부음 받은 자라는 거야. And if you remember, like from back in like you know First Samuel or Second Samuel, right? Kings were anointed with oil. So what it what it refers to, Messiah or Christ, is kings, King David's heir, who will one day establish God's eternal kingdom and rule forever. It was a term used on a king. In Daniel's vision, this is the king that would destroy Rome. And, and very particular, right, it references that Rome was one of the four great powers that was mentioned in, uh, in Daniel. So if Nero had paid any attention to that, for example, he would know that this is the one who would destroy his empire or who would outlast it. So the Romans kind of had it right when they put the sign, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth king of the Jews, on top of the cross when they nailed him. He was king, but not, not just the king of the Jews, more than king of the Jews. He was going to be the eternal king of all nations. What's more, Paul is going to explain in this letter that Jesus is the risen and powerful king, the son of God who will reign over all nations for all eternity. And that's what the gospel is about. It's about the king who won. It is about Jesus. It is not, so I'm, I have to rephrase my question. It's not, what is the gospel, but who is the gospel? Jesus. And it is this truth that gripped Paul. And that's what he says. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you who also who are in Rome. 
The gospel is not an advice you take to live a better life. 복음은 그런 게 아니에요. The gospel is not a formula for forgiveness of sin or eternal life. The gospel is a person, the risen Jesus Christ. The gospel is dynamic, it is powerful, and it is personal. It will become alive in you once you truly understand what it is or who he is. So let me ask you again. Do you know the gospel? In other words, do you know Jesus Christ? When you leave this building and go home, right? Go back and read this again from Mary Sung-yeon. In fact, don't just do Mary Sung-yeon this month for the sake of doing it. Do it in order to learn more about Jesus and what it all means to me, to the church, to the world, and to the whole created universe. And as you continue to meditate upon this gospel about Jesus Christ, it will begin to transform and grip your heart as it did with Paul. So with that, let us pray.